0: Hi, I'm Edwin, and I'm Andrew. Two men, fifteen minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory, I will see. I will.
1: Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Psalm twelve. Yeah, we're still in it. It's a fascinating psalm. As brief as it is, as it is, there's actually quite a bit in this psalm. So I'm excited for us to move into another topic today. I I want to talk about the Lord. I want to talk about um, his judgment. I want to talk about his protection. I think we can find all that here in Psalm 12. You ready? Yeah. What uh, translation
0: are you reading from today?
1: Today, I am reading from the New King James. I almost said the Andrew Roberts translation, but it's the New King James. (laughs) Not the uh, Edwin Standard Version. Not the Edwin Standard Version. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things, who have said, With our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord, you shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side, when vileness is exalted among the sons of men.
0: All right, so um question for you. When you look here at verses 3 and 4, this emphasis on... I'm going to say sinning with the tongue. He talks about flattery and he talks about deception. Mm-hmm. So verse three, may the Lord cut off all the flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. Um, is this an imprecation or, uh, yeah. or, or is this just a, uh, you know, hoisting on their own petard uh, as we talk about sometimes? I mean, is this, you know, a, a curse upon anyone who ever deceives or is this actually talking about let them be, you know, undone by their own words and deceptions. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, I say it like that simply because I think, and and I think this is one of the things we picked up on on previous psalms, is that we have these declarations of God's wrath and God's punishment and God's judgment as he's going to be bringing swift destruction, as he's going to be bringing bringing pain and anguish, as he's going to be bringing... uh, death and destruction and torment for sin. But then as you see it actually playing out, what mm-hmm. you find out is it's, well, actually what he meant was, is he's withdrawing his protecting hand and he's going to let you live with the consequences of your own choices. And those consequences are truly awful. You just, you just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure that there is a huge distinction between here's the imprecation, bring curses down upon those who are sinning, whether it's with their tongue or whatever, or the, hey, let them deal with whatever it is that they've, you know, the, the the traps that they have set, let them fall into it. The lies that they have told, let it backfire upon them. Now, I will say, man, I get it. This seems like really violent
0: language. Well, I language. mean, it, it, the, he seems to be calling for a, a judgment or a justice, I guess, on those very organs, <laughs> yeah. your lips and your tongue. Uh, which uh, is the source of these sins, all this lies and deception that David is sick of hearing and it's isolating him, right?
1: Yeah. So where your sins occur is where the judgment will come upon you.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And that's, that's what David is asking God to do. They're lying, cut off their lips, tear out their tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I I wasn't thinking about this earlier. Tell me what you think about this. I think about when Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount Mm -hmm. talks about lust and sin and immorality. Uh You know, he says... That if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away from you. It's better for you, you to lose one member than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right, right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one member than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Yeah. And I understand he's using hyperbole there. Right. I, I know that, I mean, first of all, and since we brought that up, I, I know it's hyperbole because obviously when we're dealing, especially with lust, the sin is not the eye or the hand. The sin is in the brain. Sure. If I'm actually going to remove the part that's causing the problem, that's death. Okay. So he's he's speaking in this hyperbole, this exaggerated sense to demonstrate how important it is to get rid of the sin. But I think in contrast, mm. you know, here it's 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 this idea of, look, you're gonna lose something. Mm. Are you going to lose it voluntarily or voluntarily? Are you gonna give up your own life? Are you gonna sacrifice so that you can serve the Lord? Are you gonna wait till the Lord comes along and says okay, now I'm going to bring judgment against you for, for the sin and, and where it is in your life and what is causing you to sin. So it's, it's kind of like,
0: look, at some point I'm going to lose something. Maybe I should just go ahead and give it up myself. Well, and when we think about, so the sin in Matthew, we're talking about lust and the issues of the heart. Here in this psalm, it's about lying. And it's about deception. And so then liars and deceivers have to be aware that they're uh, pulling these schemes and saying these untruths, and you know flattering people to, I guess, curry favor and, and manipulate. And uh, David's calling down a judgment upon that with their lying manipulative tongues. Cut those out of them. Yeah, yeah, and, and it is an imprecation, and it is, of course, that that's a struggle for
1: us. And you know, I think I watered it down a minute ago, saying this seems violent. It doesn't seem violent. The the words here are violent. Yeah, you know, cut cut off their lips. Cut out their tongue, uh, I, I also remember another New Testament connection in James, where James talks about the tongue sure. uh, you actually preached on this passage, I think a couple of weeks ago, a month or two ago now, and it talked about boasting of great things, which may actually have been even alluding back to this this psalm that we 're talking about here because it talks about these great well, boasts it certainly does. And the, the tongue is a small member, but it causes some really serious problems. And we're seeing in this psalm the serious problems this small member of the body is causing.
0: And we are reminded, of course, that God looks uh, very poorly on lies and on deceptions. He uh, abhors that, and his attitude of judgment toward that is expressed throughout the Scriptures. Uh, I'm thinking particularly in in, uh, judgment pictures of Revelation chapter 21, Mm. right? uh, Revelation 21, verse 8, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And, uh, you know, if, if the imprecation in the psalm is to lose your lips and your tongue, how much worse is this picture of second death, this burning and fire and brimstone, and, and who, are you with, who are the liars with there? The murderers and sorcerers and idolaters and just, uh, you know, very wicked, dangerous, violent lot.
1: Which doesn't that bring us back full circle to Jesus' statement in the Sermon on the Mount that we talked about a minute ago? It's better for me to give up and cut out of my life whatever is leading me to sin than to be cast into that lake of fire, than to, than to endure that second death. Uh, it, it's So I, I need to consider that now. I, yes, it sounds awful that David calls this down on them. But if we would go ahead and do that ourselves, if we yeah. would pluck out our eye, cut off our hand, cut off our lips, cut out our tongue, and it, yes, I am speaking with hyperbole. I don't, I don't expect anybody literally to do those things but to take so seriously the sin in my life that I am going to cut off and sacrifice and get rid of the things that lead me to sin. Because otherwise it's going to be taken away from me later anyway, and then it will be horrific and awful.
0: So while the Psalm has this uh, call for judgment in in violent language, I think you guys are, you guys, you and I are in agreement about that, us guys. Um, It doesn't say, you know, the Lord is swift to cut out tongues. But what we do read in verse 7, you shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. There is an assurance that God will be there for those who have, I guess, they're being lied to or they're being lied about. But there will be preservation here uh, in the face of all the lies and deception.
1: Well, that reminds us of the two principles that we need to understand in in every imprecatory psalm, in every imprecatory statement in the psalms, and, and really any place else in Scripture. And the first one is what we've really been highlighting for the last seven minutes, and that is how serious sin is. Mm-hmm. The reason why mm-hmm. these imprecations are there is because sin is really this bad. Mm-hmm. We don't like to think about it, namely because it's usually calling out our kinds of sins. Right. You know, he's not talking about just the people who are murderers. He's mm-hmm. talking about the people who are liars, which I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. They're talking about the people who are flatterers, and I've done that. And I like to think. And that's a
0: nice shirt, by the way.
1: Well, I appreciate that.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, forgive me.
1: (laughs) I like to think I'm a pretty good guy. Yeah. But what I find in these imprecations is that no, my sins are really, really bad, Mm -hmm. and they deserve the judgment that God brings. But there's the second principle. And what you just said a minute ago gets us to that second principle. And that is, what did David actually do with this, though? I mean, he he utters the imprecation. He calls God on this judgment. But he trusts in God to do the judgment. You you said it doesn't say the Lord is swift to cut off lips and, and tear out tongues. But it doesn't say that David went and did that either.
0: Yes, that's right. David doesn't Correct. go on
1: a campaign to find everybody who lied and flattered and bring this judgment on himself. Now, certainly when God sends him out as an instrument of his judgment, David does it. Yeah, that's true. Right. I don't think I know of any place where this was the the approach that he took. But what does David do with this? It's, it's like we said yesterday, when he was alone, where did he take it? Mm-hmm. He took it to, it to the Lord. When he was hurt, when he was in pain, when he was lied about, mm-hmm. when he was flattered against, when all of this was coming against him, he took it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. I, "I'm trusting the Lord's judgment." And we've got this, like as we peel back the layers of the onion. You know, at the at the beginning of the psalm, I'm alone. All there are wicked, vile people around me. At right. the end of the psalm, I'm alone. All there are wicked, vile people around me. We we peel off that layer around the onion. We've got. Lord, judge them, and then the faith that he is actually going to do it. Yeah. And the judgment here, though, is not just go judge them, it's preserve us. Yeah. We know the, the ones that, you, that they are lying against, you're going to preserve them. This You're going to preserve us from the generation around us. You are going to save and deliver. You are going to keep. And, and whatever
0: form, Lord, that's actually going to take, we know you're going to do it. And we have such hope in a good and gracious God, because the truth is we have sin with our tongue. We've been flatterers. We've been liars, liars, and we need to be preserved from ourselves. We need forgiveness. We need salvation in Jesus Christ. There is a savior given. The Lord does save in Christ. Um, God save us from our own sins, save us from ourselves.
1: One, I've been saying this, and I, I mean I'm probably going to say this with every psalm. I've also been studying the name of the Lord that that uh, was expressed to Moses. Mm-hmm. We see both sides of it here, and it's you know there's that part that bothers us. I will by no means clear the guilty, and that bothers us because we're afraid because I know I'm guilty. Yeah, but the other half of the name is, but I'm merciful, and it's not mercy if I have no guilt at all. If 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 I have no guilt at all, then it's just. I'm just justified. So, so we struggle. Wait, he says he doesn't clear the guilty, but he is merciful. How do both of those things happen at the same time? It's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. that name drives us toward Jesus because how do we how do we have a Lord that doesn't clear the guilty, but he is merciful on the sinners? Well, he sends his own Son, and he offers a sacrifice, and that sacrifice is the propitiation, the thing that removes his wrath. That's propitiation mm-hmm. and the expiation, that thing which removes our sin. Mm-hmm. And so I become no longer guilty. Why? Because I turned to the Lord and he removed my sin through the death of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law. That righteous requirement is death for sin. Death for sin. He fulfilled that so that in him I have died to sin. How, how do both sides of that name come to play? Jesus Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. That's powerful. Deliverance from all of our sins, even the sins of the tongue. And we've been considering some of those in this psalm today. The Lord has the answer. It's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are you reading in the psalms? What are you learning about right now? We'd love to hear it. Uh, send us an email text talk at Text talk at org. We'll uh, close out with a word of prayer. Edwin? Glorious God, you will keep us. You are our
1: Lord. You are our King. You are our sovereign Savior. You will bring judgment on those who persist and pursue guilt. You will by no means clear the guilty. And we know that you will keep and preserve and protect us from the untoward perverse generation that surrounds us in the world Lord, when we feel alone, when we feel like there are so few who are striving to serve you faithfully, help us remember that we're not alone. There are others, but help us also to remember that there, there's you, that you're with us, you protect us, you will deliver. Help us to hang on to that. We love you so very, very much, Lord. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, who is the Savior, who, who is the embodiment of your name, Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Hey, Andrew. Hello there, everyone. We are still in Psalm... Actually, I almost forgot which Psalm we were in. (laughs)
0: Psalm 12. (laughs) Yeah, we're still in Psalm 12. We're in a deep... (laughs)